Hello, hello. Hello. And welcome to the New York Mystery Machine. Camera Hall, before ghosts. Before the ghosts. It is just too darn hot. <laughs> it is very warm. We're having a, a wonderfully warm spell in April. You guys, it's if you're in New York right now, we're recording this um, like April, second week of April. Yeah, it is. It is brutal it's brutal i'm not i mean i would rather this than the dead of winter at this point i'm really over winter i'm really over the potential oh, for God, snow i don't know here's the thing and and and, and i know you guys come to the show for these conversations <laughs> and not the mystery that we, <laughs> no, no, that no, we no, promise no. it's you. for the architecture and our debates over the weather <laughs> i was like um no you guys here's the thing um i just get i'm already i'm always a hot person i'm a hot person in life mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard for me to sleep in the heat. I get that. And like I'm not ready to put my AC in the window yet. Mm-hmm. And so it was just been really hard for me to sleep. I'm also dealing with some insomnia. Mm-hmm. So if I sound really weird in this episode, I have to be honest with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> because I want you guys to know that like I haven't slept in a couple of nights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there have been episodes where we sound like we maybe have. You yeah, know, this is a this legit, is going to be a legit. I um yeah. So anywho, I'll be okay. Your old friend Adam Ace will be okay. But um, anywho, so excited. Um, we got some 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 fun news on the Patreon front because we got a new patron joining Woo! the old. I'm gonna try not to scream directly into the mic today for your sake, Adam. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, just, I, I thought that was like a considerate thing given your insomnia, but just if it's today? not, then, yeah, just today. <laughs> you only get a one day pass. Um, we're so excited because uh, this this person, Chrissy Elliott Merrill, who just joined our Patreon, um, is someone who we've gotten to know just via our social medias. Um, she she's very uh, you know very active on our Instagram, always commenting and and liking our things, and so we love when there's a nice little crossover. Our folks on social media yeah. join our Patreon, so thank you for joining, for joining. Our, our Patreon. And while we're while we're here, let's like thank all of our patrons. Yeah. And so we're gonna thank once again our newest patron, Chrissy. We're gonna thank Kate. We're gonna thank Christina Kosha. Uh, we're thanking Christian Lee Branch, our top patron. We're thanking Anne Marie Mace. We're thanking Sam McKelvey, Carla Crawford, and our OG patron Jordan. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, um, thank you. So if you want to join our Patreon, uh, you know what to do. You head on over to patreon.com slash NY Mystery Machine for as low as three dollars a month. You help keep the show going for as low as five. You get a bonus episode every month. There's two episodes coming out this April, uh, one coming out at the end of the week and one coming out in two weeks. Um, and so it's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, if you want to help the podcast in a fun way. That isn't just our Patreon. We have t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Why do I keep forgetting? We have t-shirts now. Because you didn't buy one yet. All right. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, neither did I. Okay. There you go. There you have it, folks. (laughs) You know, we don't get a promo for our own t-shirts. Like most places, you know, I mean, all you do is get the money that you spend back into your- <laughs> for like the rights of it like you don't oh. get like the, the cost of the t-shirt right. so um but yeah we have t-shirts available it's at below the collar.com slash ny mystery they look great they look great they're really fun a few of you have already bought t-shirts and uh as you continue to buy those t-shirts take photos of yourselves in those t-shirts tag us in those um show the world we have some fun new designs coming out in honor of pride mm-hmm. we have some fun new designs coming out in honor of season three and so uh yeah Join join the fun and, and buy yourself a New York Mystery Machine t-shirt. Oh, 
Ooh, is our logo going to have a new background for season three? I maybe. I really liked our. I our think stars. I, I kind of like this one. I really like this one. Yeah, I like I don't, the abduction. Yeah, I maybe I'll, I'll I'll finagle something with it, but I don't think I'm going to change that. Okay. I I knew that I needed to. We never get to talk about this, but yeah, you know, if you listen to the show, season one, our our logo was 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 like 60s chaos um <laughs> and then season two i kind of switched up to something a little 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 different and uh yeah i kind of like growing growing accustomed to that one as well so yeah i probably will keep that okay i'm good yeah, i like it probably keep it unless you unless you guys have feedback on no too it. bad for you all so, um <laughs> <laughs> fuck you then <laughs> Oh. Sorry, guys. The heat is maybe getting to me. Um, but yeah, we're we're so excited. We are, you know, I say it every week. We're inching ever close to the end of season two. And crazy. I, I wrote it on social media, and I'll write it again this week. If you have any theories about anything we've covered, send please send them over. Um, last year we had a bunch of theories that you guys came through with that we really took some time to dive into. A lot of stuff about nine eleven. Um, there's another nine eleven theory from season one that I'm going to be addressing in season in the season two finale, which is pretty great. Um, I think there's some more Nexium stuff that I picked up Ooh. that I'm gonna that I'm gonna bring to the to the table for the finale. And of course, you know we have a lot of you. Uh, many of our patrons are, are, are people who've done that as well. Um, Christian Lee Branch twice on the show mentioned today. Uh, he's someone who who's always sending us his thoughts. And so if you're like Christian and so many of you from last season, send us your thoughts. If you've taken any time to do your own little deep dives into these cases, send us your findings. Or just have a hot take. Yeah, and we, we love, love a hot, hot take. take. We'll do the little hot take sting and everything. One of these days I'm gonna have a hot take sting. Yeah. Just for Christina, and it's, <laughs> and it's going to be dedicated to the fact of the hottest of all hot takes, where when Christina thought that Theodosia Burr went cray and murdered everybody. I stand by that theory. As do I. <laughs> I think it's the most plausible. I think so too. I think it's not any less plausible than all the other theories. Mm-hmm. So and it fits all the facts. So you know, here we and are. It fits all the facts. Anywho, let's get into today because I yeah, know what are we doing? we've been a little dreary lately, and we're going to say a little dreary. So sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but today we're we're focusing on a cold case that has really hmm. stumped uh, a lot of people for many years. This cold case can't catch a break, and every time it seems to have uh, uh, the momentum to catch a break. Um, there's a reason why we don't make any progress on it. And so today um, we are going to be diving into not just a murder mystery, but one of sloppy police work and perhaps yeah. even some cover ups. We love a good cover up. We don't love. Well, we don't love up. it, but we we love. We love the talk, story. We love to talk about it. The, yeah, you know what we mean. Yeah. Today we're talking about Kristen O'Connell, oh. who. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm very I, excited. I don't, I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her personally. <laughs> Kristen uh, O'Connell was a college student from Burnsville, Minnesota, hmm. where she was studying hotel motel management, which is a fascinating. Yeah. Like, I want to come on, come open on. up a B&B. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like a great life. I have 10 cats in it. Oh, you always ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to smell like cat. Ugh. <laughs> Do you clean that place? During spring break that year, the year. What year are we? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't tell you. <laughs> During that year, what year is it? Um, during spring break of 1985 on the Captiva Island in Florida, oh. she met a boy named James uh, Vermish Jr. James was living in New York in the town of Ovid. This is near the Finger Lakes in Seneca County. Um, the Finger Lakes, very, very famous. Very, apparently very, very beautiful. I've never been. I've never been to Finger Lakes either. Apparently they also make good wine. I think. It's wine country. When we go on our like tour of, of haunted places or like disappeared people. 
<laughs> the Disappeared People Tour. The Disappeared People Tour. We're going to stop and drink in the Finger Lakes. So at the end of August of 1985, she decided to take a trip to visit James. How nice. She made plans to travel on August 12th, much to the dismay of her parents, who were, of course, concerned for her safety. After all, she was heading to an unfamiliar town in an unfamiliar state in an unfamiliar part of the country with a boy she only met a few months back. Yeah. And up until then, this is 1985, most of her communication, it was just phone calls. There's no texting. Um, there's no social media. It's just like phone tag and and letters. So, you know, something to be a little concerned about if you were a parent. I know I would be. I would be very worried. Her parents also recognized that she was an adult, though, right? And so, so... As a compromise, they arranged for Kristen to fly to Boston instead of New York City and to be picked up by one of her father's business associates. Then her father's business associate would drive her up to the town, kind of scope out the land a little bit, get a sense of everything, make sure everything's right. okay, and as much as he could, and sure. then do the thing. She was going to go anyway. This is at least some sort yeah, of precaution. Someone's you know met the guy and all that. Okay. Yeah, all that jazz. The pair arrived in Ovid, and everything seemed to be okay. The business associate bid her farewell and headed back into the city. Kristen had promised to call home regularly during the week-long break to check in to let her family know that she was safe. But just a day into the trip, on August 14th, Kristen phoned her mother, Phyllis, from a payphone in Ovid. She told her mom she was cutting the vacation short and returning home the following day instead. Ooh. Phyllis thought something had happened to prompt this, you know, sudden change of yeah, heart. Yeah, that's but, quick. You know, she didn't want to press it. Obviously, her daughter was like, "I'm coming home," and she's like, "Great, we'll talk about right. it when we get I home." Know. And that, yeah, you know, we'll talk about it when we get home. Um, and so that was that was going to be that. Phyllis would later tell investigators, "quote Something wasn't right in her voice," and that would be the last time she ever heard her daughter's Ooh. voice, which is awful. I know, and like something sounds weird or wrong, right? And you're just trying to expedite, like, getting her home. Yeah. That's got to hurt, too, that she didn't, like, like looking back, that she didn't ask, like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, oh. So on August 15th, 1985, this is the day after the phone call that she, she made to her mom, letting her that she wanted to come home the next day. Two young men went to the police in Ovid to report a missing person. Oh. One was named James Vermish Jr., who informed police that Kristen was visiting him and there was no sign of her since the night before. He James told the police that the two had been in a party at his mobile home the night before and around eight people were in attendance. Uh, sometime during the night, she ducked out um, to get some air. And uh, James said that the last time he saw her was probably in between 11 and 1130. As she left the trailer, she was barefoot, walking down the nearby unlit road with her purse, with her purse, and she was never seen again. I and she was immediately never, don't trust him. And she was never seen alive again. And I immediately don't trust him. Well, yeah. I mean. He was a boy, and she was a girl, and maybe he murdered her. Could be. Thanks, Avril. Anytime. James had also told police that most of the people at the party left around a 1.30 a.m. Um, there was no one looking for, for Kristen at that time. Even though she was supposed to be right back. And, okay. Yeah. A friend of James named David Chamberlain, a 17-year-old, backed up this version of the events and denied when the challenge had been placed that there had been any arguments at the party. Because, mm -hmm. of course, like, why did she leave? Right. 
When someone says, I'm getting some air, that doesn't mean I'm walking down, down the road in my road bare feet with my purse. By myself, with my purse. Like, that's all kinds of weird. Yeah. So, with that being said, a search began to unfold in order to find Kristen. The ground search consisted of around 80 state troopers, as well as uh, other emergency services. They looked the rest of the day on August 15th, but found absolutely nothing. They couldn't seem to find a body. They couldn't seem to find any clues for that matter. However, the next day, August 16th, 1985, the search party made a horrifying discovery. Kristen's body was found in a cornfield around a half mile from where she had last been seen. Kristen was found completely naked, Mm. um, her clothes nearby, um, but not an inch of clothing on top of her at the time of her death. She had been stabbed multiple times and her throat had been slashed. Although there was no sign of sexual assault, investigators suspected she may have died fighting one off. God. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. New York State Police immediately started to look deeply into the case. They searched the nearby area where she was had been found, and they discovered that the road just by the cornfield was busy with traffic made up of employees at the nearby Seneca Army Depot. Mm. There was also area campers who would travel along to visit Golden Buck, a bar and restaurant located in front of Jim's mobile, James's mobile home. I thought you meant like children campers, like Girl Scout campers, until you said that they were visiting a bar. Go on. Like campers. Like, the- like people who are going camping. Oh, like physical campers, like oh. like transportation, oh. housing campers. Okay, I'm back. I've got it all wrong. Keep it's going. okay. <laughs> campers, as in like places to dwell. Got it. And to camp. With the amount of people who seem to be in the nearby area, there was a chance that someone may have seen something that fateful night. At this time, investigators are trying to find the reasoning for why Kristen went out so far on her own. They reached out to her mother, Phyllis who also found it incredibly odd. James's account made it seem like Kristen needed air, but then chose to head down a road at almost midnight all alone in a place she wasn't familiar with. Right. No friends, no family, no contacts at all. No shoes. No shoes, no purse. Well, she had her purse. And just a purse. It made little to no sense. However, as investigators started digging deeply into the folks who may have seen something, there sprung up witnesses who did in fact place Kristen by County Road 139 between 11.50 and 12.10 a.m., just as James has suggested. Oh, all right. So at least she did end up, right. by mo- by some accounts, at that space. Right. Again, not... Still weird. We yeah. don't know why. We don't know why. Still don't believe there wasn't an argument, but... Yeah. Investigators then wanted to know, perhaps, if alcohol or drugs played a part into all this, yeah. as they often do. It was a party. Right. Um, but it's also classic investigations or it's like oh she probably got a little too drunk in right. the party right or like took something that didn't yeah it's literally like, every really, yeah, yeah literally every investigation every time a, a, a girl is sexually assaulted or murdered it's yeah, like, like was she was drunk she drinking? she was probably drunk so according to the coroner her body was free of alcohol at the time of her death okay the coroner also included that there was no signs of sexual assault as for drugs hmm. according to her mother weed actually made her uncomfortable. Okay. Um, Kristen didn't partake in any of that. So if there happened to be drugs at the party, there could have been a reason why she left. Why she wanted to get some air. Yeah. Okay. Especially if air is the thing, right? You're in right. a small camper with eight people. Right. If, if they're smoking pot in that camper, 
Right. It's pot full. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that also makes sense. Right. That makes. Okay. As Does so, it make sense to go all the way down the road? But go on. No. Again, we're still like a lot of this conversation is going to continue to like go circle back to the why. Yeah. Why did she go so far? Right. Right. Um, as summer began to wind down, investigators had some leads, including a tip that someone had seen a blue or green car pull up beside Kristen on the mm-hmm. road and another vehicle close by it. State Sergeant Thomas Warren asked for more information in a bid to locate the cars in case other witnesses had seen a similar scene. There are also suggestions that two men might have been following Kristen that night, as well as news of the discovery of a pillowcase bearing the name of a nearby mental health facility lying nearby in the road. Lying nearby where she was found. Where she was found. Interesting. Weird, but interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I mean, again, it could be just a random like. Yeah, there's no there's no accounts of any of there's no accounts of people like escaping the mental institution that right. you know night. This could be a worker. Yeah. But why are you taking the pillowcase? I don't know. Sometimes like I get a pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> Times is tough. In the end, none of these leads actually compare to the weirdest clue, hint, really? bogus thing of all. Days after the murder, investigators received an anonymous phone call. The person told police to look in the trunk of a green Chevy on Main Street in Waterloo if they wanted to find what they needed to track down Kristen's killer. Oh. The caller said, quote, I'm getting out of town because I told him not to do it. I told him not to do it. I'm heading out of town. And they hung up. Oh. But there was no record of any car in Waterloo. No one found anything, no oh. green cars, no trunks. So no one really understood where the phone call came from, why it came from. The news of her being, you know, found murdered, you know, existed. People knew. So, you know, times like this, people do do stupid things. Sure. But the green the green car is interesting, given the fact that the witnesses have already said that they saw a green or blue car pull up alongside. So that's weird. Yes. And you would think to yourself, self, Mm. this is the second time we've heard rumor of a green car. Maybe we should really like really start looking for this. Are they not looking for a green car? Are you kidding me? As we continue the story, more and more, you're going you're gonna to get frustrated more and more at the sloppiness of this investigation. Wow. Okay. Now, a big question that began to plague Kristen's parents was, why was she coming home so soon? Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? Right. Something weird is going like, on. Like, in, in the matter of an evening, mm-hmm. everything changed. Can you remind me, what time did she call her mom? Basically, it's pre-party, right? Oh, it's pre-party. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She called her mom... That day, and then the party was okay. Okay. Well, Kristen didn't, of course, reveal that answer, but her father, Michael, did come up with a theory. Somehow, he discovered that James had actually been dating another girl and had planned to tell Kristen about it when she arrived, according to the Democrat and the Chronicle, the local newspaper. This certainly could have been a huge reason as she wanted to leave, you know. Mm-hmm. She thought there was going to be a, a hole to do right. and found out that he's dating someone else. But does it lead to murder? And does it mean that she would still go to the party with him that night? That's still kind of... Yeah, a lot of this conversation, like a lot of this case is really a matter of trying to decide what is connected and what's not connected. Yes, right. Is James connected at all? Is this case connected to James, you know, as we're going to really start digging down the road of this whole story. Police began to run out of possible suspects and possible motives and began to soon chalk it up to a murder of opportunity. And murder of opportunity basically is that someone ran into Kristen that night, wrong time, wrong place, 
And that's where the investigation kind of dips off for the next few decades. What? Yeah. Nothing really comes out um, of any substance throughout the entire rest of the 80s. And they the don't look for a blue or a green car. The car searches kind of end. Um, and a big debacle in all this will be the one thing you're probably resting your brain on. And that's, well, what about, you know, the evidence and the DNA and yeah. all that shit? And we're going to get into the mess of all okay. that when we get back from the break. The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing. By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more. Head to www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine to find out more and become a patron. That's www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine and join our ever-growing community today. Okay, we are back. And I am losing my mind over the lack of looking for a car. And... I don't know. It's just it's just bizarre. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of controversy, a lot of confusion, and a lot of deceit in this, because the evidence that was pre- that was presented to all these people has all been basically thrown out. Yeah, or not like pursued to the right. fullest degree it could be. Right. It's important to note that not much was done in the '90s and the 2000s. I don't call them the aughts. Sorry, huh. everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, You're doing it wrong, but whatever. I know. I don't know why they're the aughts. Because if you can't answer quickly, you don't know either. And <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is, right? Like, I feel like I once knew. I feel like it's somewhere in my brain. It's very British. You I know? like to call it the O's, if anything. Oh, that sounds silly. <laughs> All right, well, the 2000s. And as we move into the future, we know how much social media and the internet have helped mm. solving cases. We see it on the show, right? Yes. Like you guys reach out to us via social media and we do deep dives on the things that you talk about, right? Well, we're moving into a time where social media is a real thing. Right. Um, we're now in the new millennium. We're now deep into, you know, the the, the times where- MySpace. Social... Yeah, well, we're also moving into the times where social media is actually helping people solve crimes. It's, it's causing crimes, certainly but also helping people solve them. Now, there is a Facebook page dedicated to the case that claims that state police involved in the investigation were friends of the parents of the kids who were at the trailer party that night. Oh. And they may be covering something up. Hate it. Well. Hate it. That makes a lot of sense. Random question that I don't know why this is where my brain has gone. Do we have her shoes? Were they left at the party? Oh, I don't know. I never. Where I, are the shoes? I found no talk of shoes ever again. I want. This is what I want to know. If anyone out there knows something about the shoes, I want to know where they ended up. I don't know why. Could be significant. Probably not. But I still want to know. Where are the shoes? So that page usually um, basically presents a lot of just you know information about what the family's trying to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sloppy investigating. But something interesting popped up on that Facebook page as well. There was a guy named Donald Nusty Chamberlain. What a name. 
Donald Nusty? Nutsy. Nutsy. Oh, even, okay. Donald Nutsy Chamberlain, <laughs> who was the owner of the trailer where Kristen stayed less than 24 hours before her murder. Oh. So this is the first spot she was, she was in the night before she called her mom to tell her that she was leaving. Right. Okay. He also owns a restaurant called The Golden Buck. I mentioned The Golden Buck yes. earlier as the, the restaurant that's very close by the trailer. Right. He has a sign on the premises of his restaurant that says the following, quote, anyone who talks about the O'Connell murder will be asked to leave. Oh, that's a very weird little rule. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be, it's suspicious, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's also worth noting. It's worth noting! That his last name is Chamberlain. And uh, <gasps> I said earlier that the companion who went yes! with um, the companion who went with um, James. James, he was also named Chamberlain. <gasps> uh, I'm not sure what the relation is, but it is the same last name. So it is fascinating to see that Interesting. the 17-year-old boy's kin of some sort yeah. uh, doesn't want that to be talked about in his establishment. Fascinating. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, he knows something. Okay, it was Chamberlain. Chamberlain no, and James did it. Possibly together, or Chamberlain did it. I'm going to get into all your, okay, your theories okay, right. and your hot takes soon. The biggest question, though, as I said before, is what about the evidence, right? It's a murder case. Right. It's not a missing persons case. We found the person. Right. We have a body. We have a, a murder case. body. We have a pillowcase. We have clothes. We have blood. We have all the all the stuff, right? We there might is, have shoes. We may have shoes, even. I don't know who has the shoes. This is where the case becomes an absolute godforsaken shit show. Mm. Kristen's bloodstained clothes were found folded neatly nearby the body in the cornfield following her murder. Interesting. Okay. They were bloodstained. That means they were pop. I'm assuming they were taken off after she was stabbed. Yeah, probably most. Yeah, most take mo- most likely during the attack. They were taken off. Okay. Or after the attack, right. but they were on at one point during the attack. They right. were bloodstained. Police did note that a rainstorm that night washed away a lot of evidence. Okay. It rained soon after. Sure. Blood's still a thing. Yeah. And then the case gets even weirder and goes down a weird, creepy racial rabbit hole. Oh. According to the Democrat and Chronicle paper in 1995, there was a local man implicated by then district attorney Donna Cathy. The man's name was Gary Harris. The DA suggested that Hairs from a black individual had been found at Kristen's crime scene. He was the only black male in Ovid at the time. First and foremost, (laughs) you have record of every single black person in your town. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Acting Seneca County Judge W. Patrick Falvey ordered DNA tests on the hair and blood samples found in 1985 to clarify the matter. Mm -hmm. But these were blocked due to the lack of probable cause that Harris was involved. Harris's attorney argued, quote, being in the community or being black in the community does not yeah, really. meet the re- the requisite proof. Right. It's right. pretty insane yeah. to right. literally just it's like it is. Is this is this is is this to kill a mockingbird? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it really is that. It is that. You're just blaming the black guy. Right. I, it's also fascinating because. I firmly believe Gary Harris didn't do it. Yeah. No. On the account alone that there is literally nothing linking to this. At all. Right. He's just the only black person in town. Right. And they said they found black people hair. <laughs> I don't even understand. Ah, flea 
screams on the side of my face. And that's the hair that they're like investigating, not like anything else that's around the body. Right. Yeah, it's really, really shiny. Also, it's a cornfield. I don't know. It feels like anybody could pass through a cornfield. Literally. Right. Whoever planted that corn. Passed through the cornfield. Now, of course, technology was very limited in the 80s. But I tend to think that basic DNA testing wasn't impossible. Mm-hmm. This seems really shoddy. This seems really just lazy or intentionally shoddy mm-hmm. or intentionally lazy. Then you have the fact that there is a total of 318 pieces of physical evidence linked to the crime scene that have yet to be tested Good in 2023. Heavens. As of today... 318 pieces of evidence have yet to be tested. And what is their excuse for that? Like, oh, we don't got the money? We're getting into a few of those. But among the 318 pieces of physical evidence, they have Kristen's fingernails. Oh. They have bloodstained sweater. They have the pillowcase. They have hundreds and hundreds of hairs. They have the rest of her clothes. They have so much stuff that was found that night yeah. around her. And it's just sitting there untested. That's insane. So in 2009, a world-renowned Dutch laboratory offered to test evidence from Kristen's case, mm-hmm. right? However, the New York State Health Department blocked that request because the lab is not certified in New York. District Attorney Richard Swinehart told the Ithaca Journal, quote, we feel this is our last best effort to solve the case. We are very frustrated with the bureaucracy of the health department. Yeah, really. I mean, if, if we, maybe, 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 maybe then we should just test it in a, in New York if you're really having that sort of yeah. problem, guys. It's like, I don't understand, like, we're not doing it. Someone's not doing it. Someone has to do it. Or can we just certify the Dutch somehow? I know. Yeah. Well, this didn't sit well with Phyllis and her family, of course. Yeah. She got in touch with a Minnesota senator who lobbied the department to grant an exception and to allow the Amsterdam-based lab to apply for certification. Oh, good. Okay. But no further progress has appears to have been made in that regard. The O'Connells have even set up a petition to demand DNA testing, which can be viewed and signed at change.org to this day. In 2010, a $10,000 reward was offered for information leading to the conviction of her killer. And in 2015, a statement from the police said that more than 1,900 leads have been investigated without success. Like those blue cars? Yeah, right. I really believe that they really went real hard on all of those things since they didn't look for a blue or green car Insane. in the days after her murder. And if they did, they're like, oh, I guess it's gone now. What's done is done. Goodness. Now, I know I said that everything I've said has been so crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Gary for more. In 2010, the New York Inspector General informed the O'Connells that Jerry Veter, a forensic scientist who may have worked on Kristen's evidence, had been at the heart of an evidence falsification case. What? Veter was found to have been involved in what is referred to as, quote, dry labbing, also known as presenting lab results without actually performing the tests in in a bid to cut corners. What? Insane. Insane. That's unfathomable. But Christina, wait, there's more. No, (laughs) no. In 2021, a cold case team headed by the former manager of the FBI's Violent Criminal Apprehension Program had offered the use of New York State Permitted Forensics Lab at no cost to test all the physical evidence from Kristen's case, 318 pieces of evidence that had not been tested. The test would have been done as part of a documentary being made on the murder by two-time Academy Award winner Bill Gutentag. and would bypass the issues caused more than a decade ago concerning right. the Dutch lab. However, 
Why do they block it this The New York bottom? State Police turned down the offer and refused to provide their cooperation on the project. New York State Police Troop spokesman Mark O'Donnell said it would be against policy to involve outsiders in an active murder inquiry. It's all shady. It's real weird. It's all shady. None of it makes sense. No. No. It, also, like, the FBI is saying, hey, do you want to do you want to do this thing? Feels like the FBI is saying, hey, do you want to do this thing? It's kind of a weird thing to be like, well, I don't know. Our protocols are kind of like, we don't want to. I don't know. It's just bizarre. I mean, it's not the FBI, mind you. He mm. was in the FBI. And that's, now see. it's a private set, okay, you know, okay, thing okay, working okay. for this documentary. But I just, I don't know. I feel that, I feel that if someone was murdered and you have literally no leads. Right. You have nothing. You have nothing. In you decades. have nothing. You guys have nothing in decades. Why not? And you haven't bothered clearly of your own volition to take any of these hints and test anything yourself. Or especially after this guy apparently was dry labbing. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. Part of me thinks it's probably a lot of there is part of me think that that whole thing is yeah. a big clusterfuck oh yeah in which they've only unraveled a bit of it and this documentary could probably unravel a right, ton of it right and they don't want to be shown as as sloppy as they are right I think oh absolutely that's what this is so Kristen's father Michael passed away a few years ago mm-hmm. but Phyllis is still working to find her daughter justice and her family some peace she is still calling on the police to either analyze the evidence using modern forensics because it's 2023 right or to just close the case if they close the case, it allows her to submit a freedom of information request to get a hold of all the information. I mean, we know a little something about the freedom of information. Yes. Still still waiting for them to get to that. Uh, what is it for? It, 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 was, it was for Isidore Fink, <laughs> of course. And apparently, like, the place where those documents are held was affected by one of the hurricanes, like, a decade and a half oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I remember you said that. It was like a. It was. It's it, like out there, but like. It was like a superstar in Sandy. Yeah, and like it's in one of the things that are affected by there, but like doesn't mean that they don't exist. They just can't get to it right now. Oh my gosh, Phyllis also wants a change in the law so that all police departments have a dedicated cold case unit, which would prevent cases like this from being handed from one detective yeah. to another to another to another. That's right. what happened with this case. Right. Kristen's case started in 1985 with one detective, and now it's 2023. The case is still opened. Right. It's passed through so many. The people who are who started with this case are long retired. And a cold case, dedicated cold case unit in every department would also mean that, you know, you're not taking away from recent cases. You're not taking you know you you can sort of balance those resources yeah what do you think happened christina (sighs) we haven't done a good good old-fashioned what do you think happened hot take because here's the thing uh a lot of there's a lot of connections that could or could not be made right yeah james could either a be connected to it or not be connected to it Uh but there's still suspicion and like it's still real weird why he let this girl go right i don't care if he's like hey by the way i have someone i have another girlfriend yeah um so sorry about that um i don't know if you're a decent human being, you're not gonna let someone walk down a a a, a road right by themselves. Yeah, so they're they're not sharing all the information about that. Um, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about that. Uh, I think if she was so upset about the girlfriend, I think it's interesting that she would still go to the party that he's gonna be at. Yeah, that right. Like that's interesting. Too. I'm like, why was she at the party? Maybe she didn't even know yet. Right. Maybe maybe she was told at the party. At the party, which in which case, so much for there not being a fight. Yeah. Um. I would love to know. I assume, given the that that James and company 
had cars of their own or borrowed cars of their own would love to know who at the party what their cars looked like yeah that kind of thing i'm also interested in the two people who followed her perhaps that was a report that there may have been two mm-hmm. two men who followed her there. Mm-hmm. The problem is everything seems to be like maybe corner sorta. There's like no names on the witnesses who are like, yeah, I saw her, I saw her here, right? I saw her there. I th- everything seems so flimsy for a case that's almost forty years old, right? I think it's interesting that James and the friend Chamberlain um, went to the police immediately. Like, if you were involved. That's an interesting choice to flag it immediately. But I suppose you could also be like, well, they're going to find her eventually. Might as well like look like the do-gooders. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Once her daughter is not, once the daughter is not missing, those parents know where where she is. Right. They know the town she's in, who she's with. Right. So that's, if they did have anything to do with it, that has, that's a lot of smart on their end. They know that the, everything's pointing to them regardless. Right. right. So they might as well. So they might as well at least to... put things in their favor. Right. But I think they're definitely leaving something out. Because, again, why would she just up and leave? <sighs> My instinct still goes to, like, somebody at the party did something. Yeah. But that the possibility of it being the wrong place at the wrong time, I can understand that as well. But then there's that potentially maybe distantly related Chamberlain who owns the restaurant being yeah. like, yeah, nobody talk about this. No talk about this. I mean, I get, like, don't, you know, there's bars that have signs about don't talking about politics, but if he's very specific to not talk about murder. Yeah. Don't talk about this local piece of crazy history. That's a cold case. Like no one really knows our town except the fact that a girl got murdered here. Right. So let's not talk about it. I'm interested in whose cornfield it is. Ooh. And I'll see if I can find that out for the, uh, for the the wrap up. I'm interested in the cornfield, whose cornfield it is. And like, I don't know. I don't know anything about farming, folks. Is it just like exposed to the highway or the street or whatever? Or is it something yes. that you... Okay. I mean... So you can wander yeah, off. Yeah, spending the, the time I have in the Midwest, yeah. like you could make your you way to a cornfield. Seems like you should... If you're, wa- if you're wa- Especially if you're walking down a road. You, right. If it's like a road with cars and stuff like that, like not even like a dirt road, like it's like a straight up highway, like a like a regular tar road, you can just walk into mm-hmm. a cornfield. Corn they're, they're pretty substantial. I think it's interesting you said the police were friendly with the kids parents yeah perhaps if there was a relationship between the police and the kids parents because it's got to be a small town right yeah i mean it's a little spot by the finger lakes in seneca village so i think that's seneca partially County. why these and again yeah i think that's i don't know i think i think whether it was james or chamberlain or somebody else at the party somebody at the party did something i think i think that's it's too weird that she leave i don't know it's very odd to me well, the case is still open, um, much to the dismay of, of Phyllis. She's really trying to, to close it so that she can do it on her own. At this point, uh, Phyllis and the family have hired multiple private investigators mm-hmm. to no avail. Um, they still haven't found it, you know. And, you know, reading a lot of the articles, you know, Kristen had a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. her mom is like, I just want them right. to know that, like, their sister. Right didn't like die in vain or we figured it out right they lost their father already and so like just kind of like coming to terms with this it's hard to like come to terms and and find peace if there's like no yeah especially when it's all so sketchy already i'm really interested in like i know i keep harping on like the shoes but like i'm interested in all the surrounds the shoes shoes and like this was a week-long trip so like where's her luggage is there what 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 else is like 
has she left and where did she leave it and what I is assume, it in I it? assume all the stuff is back at the at the camper right? right at the at the trailer I think because that follows suit of the whole story right she left with just her what she was wearing minus shoes and her right. purse so I assume all that stuff is left is left there yeah and I, I guess one could assume that therefore they've gone through it they've looked at it and they've decided there's nothing here that's telling us anything the only thing is they seem to have done a very bad job investigating. So yeah, either, I don't really trust that. There's either slo- there's either sloppy police work, investigation work, or purposefully sloppy police investigation work. Right. Either way, investigators are to blame. Yes. For the majority of this case, they have not found anything in 40 years with ample evidence. 318 pieces of it, to be exact. Um, neatly folded like I want a criminal profile thing. Yeah. the idea of neatly folded that sort of happened with I'm sorry don't say it Hazel Drew I can't believe it but her clothes were neatly folded nearby Oh, you bring up Hazel I'm just gonna find all the ways to connect um, her clothes were neatly folded nearby too and there's I, I don't know there seems like some sort of like what is that behavioral pattern what does that say about the person who is doing this yeah no no doubt well if you guys have any information you know where to find us um well if you have any information about this you should call the police oh, yeah call the police first um contact new york state major crimes unit yeah. unit and they'll um they'll help you out but if you have like theories that's us that's us and the police if you want but the like police too. we uh, can't do much with the evidence itself other than say please go to the police so go yeah. to the police tell us your theories and uh, yeah, and that is that kind of wraps up that case. I know it wasn't like it's as I was researching this, I was like trying to find more, 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 yeah. more, more, and that's like the 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 bulk of it, right? And because it's an active case, and they're being very weird about it, like I, that's I, also why I'm yeah, sure. But I, it makes me think that there are people in the town who must. I mean, they might I mean, not be able to talk in that restaurant, but they can talk amongst themselves. And people are still writing about this. And you know, I was reading articles written in 2021, 2022. Mm. So this is still on people's minds. I think the documentary may still be happening. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, and so I think that 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 can open a lot of windows. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So when it any- comes out, we should do a watch of it. Ooh, no doubt. Yeah, if it comes out. We should do a bunch of those things. We should. Of, there's a bunch of documentaries. There's also a documentary about Hazel Drew. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> what else do I need to know about her? You I told me everything. You told I me didn't. everything I- and more. Well, folks, we are back next week with an all-new fun-filled episode. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's fun-filled or not. We'll be back, but it may not be fun-filled. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we have, like, friendly, funny ghosts. We haven't right. had fun, friendly ghosts in a while, though. No. I'll find a fun, friendly ghost soon. Okay. We're running out of the fun, friendly ones, though. Yeah, we're sort of on the dark. We're also running out of, like, the crazy demonic ones, too. They're all just, like, run-the-mill ghosts. Saw saw a lady in white? Yeah. Oh, gee, who hasn't seen a lady in white? (laughs) I know. Every time folks reach out to us, like, ooh, we'd love to hear more of this, more of that. I'm like, we want to do our best to give you the best. At this point in the game, a lot of the hauntings take a little bit more research because so much of it is, like, "Mm, kind of saw a a shadow. (laughs) If you want to help out the pod, maybe consider um, go and have uh, a ghostly encounter of your own. Oh, yeah. And then reach out. And we'll tell you. We'll talk all about it. Please spot a cryptid. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't commit a murder. We don't want that. Don't commit a murder. Don't go missing. Don't go missing. No heists. But the cryptids and the, you know, that kind of thing. Have at it. Uh, and while you're while you're if you're listening to us right now, the best thing you can do is wherever you're listening to follow us or to to, you know, to like us, however, whatever you know, thing you, you, you 
listen to us on. And while you're there, if it's Apple Podcasts, head on over, scroll down the page, and drop us five stars and a review about the show. We really appreciate them. You know, we read them on the air. We send you stickers. We love to hear from our, our, our listeners. So thank you for those who have done that. We You can also give us five stars on Spotify as well as Audible. I'm pretty sure that may be it. Maybe Stitcher, too. I'm not sure how they work. I don't work know there. if Stitcher does it. I used to know. But uh, so yeah, so that's the best way to do that. Follow us on all the socials at NY Mystery Machine on the TikTok, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, and at NY Mysteries on the Twitter. And listen to our our back catalog. A lot of you are going back in time. It's really fun watching our numbers from episode one through now rise because you're joining us, you know, at this leg of the journey. And so you're going back. And so continue to go back um, and listen to those episodes. And send us your theories. And send us your theories. Yeah. If you started listening to the show last week and you're listening to something that we put out in August of 2021 and you have a theory, we'll talk about it. Or if you have an opinion about one of the many arguments Adam and I have had on air and you want to support me in any of that, (laughs) go for it. All right, we're back next week with an all new episode. I've been Adam Mays. Thank you for taking a ride on the New York Mystery Machine. Tammany Hall, but for the ghosts. Can I make it any more obvious? <laughs>